We got a special guest. We got a brother that has a podcast. He is Brother Terrence. He is the host of the Real Talk Podcast. Brother Terrence, would you be so kind to put your link to your podcast in the chat? And Brother Terrence is going to uh, kind of assist us in one of our discussions. And I'm going to come back to some things. But the question that I'm going to throw out here that I want everybody to be thinking about is, there is a woman who asked the question, can you handle a freedom fighter? Imagine who you got to be if your king was a messiah. Could you keep him inspired? So without further ado, Brother Terrence, please do what you do. How y'all ladies are you doing this evening? All right, how are you? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Uh, My name is Terrence J, and I am the the host of the Real Talk podcast, um, which you can find on Anchor Spotify, or you can look up the link uh, on Clubhouse. Um, I talk about a little bit of everything from injustice issues in the african-american community i talk about covid i talk about relationships i talk about a little bit of everything um so i'm just glad to be a guest on y'all um y'all platform so okay yeah and, and, and so, uh, and I'm gonna keep I'm it glad moving. Glad to have you, Brother Terrence. Let me stop playing. I really am. I'm glad thank to have you. you. And welcome. Thank you. Thank y'all. Thank Thanks y'all very. Us. Thank y'all very much. Um, but you know, we're gonna talk about relationships, and um, she came to me about relationships and and those things, and and giving it from a man's standpoint of view of why men do what they do. So, um. I know I'm the guy here. I'm the only guy here. So, you know, like, hey, I'm ready for the questions. Whatever questions that y'all have, um, you know, I can make sure that I can enlighten y'all best way as possible from my standpoint of view. So I'm going to open the floor up, but I am going to go a little bit differently. I'm glad you're here to answer these questions. Um, So last month, I gave you all an excerpt on this particular question. So I'm going to read the entirety for you all tonight. Um, there was a woman who asked the question, Can, could you handle a freedom fighter? Imagine who you got to be if your king was a messiah. Could you keep him inspired? I gave deep thought, pondered, and replied with this answer. Would I consider walking the journey Queen Mother Winnie walked with her king, staying steadfast even when he was not physically with her, continuing his work in a manner that could very well lead her down the same path he walked, walking the walk with such grace and elegance, designing and defining loyalty, encompassing and understanding that the mission comes first, But because the mission was part of her freedom fighter, it fueled her fire, which was always on high. I thought about the composure of Queen Mother Coretta, holding it down while her freedom fighter was all over the world, watching him run out empty, but gracefully filling him up when he would return, raising the children, taking care of home and operations at home. He knew she held the secrets close to her heart. 
He never once carried a thought that she would commit betrayal. She was beyond a supporter. She was a believer in his dreams, mastering an image that suited unification between the two of them together, going beyond the dream and creating her magical reality of solidarity to her freedom fighter. I thought about Queen Mother Betty Shabazz, the mirror of her freedom fighter having to fight those within, the ones who claim to support, but presenting an opportunist approach, releasing strength to keep her composure, even when the unthinkable was committed. Can you imagine what she had in her? I'd like to think she was a fierce woman who was beside her king right up to the end. Her magical melanin supported her in such a way that she became a wonderful mystery to so many. But her freedom fighter knew of her magical powers firsthand. It was this power that sustained her heart, which he carried with him always. The question was still unanswered. Can I handle a freedom fighter? My second response, my first response, there is no way anyone can handle a freedom fighter. They are not to be handled. A king who gives it all up for the betterment of a people and not interested in individual gain. There is no roadmap for this type of excellence. I hold grace and elegance as winning. My loyalty to my king remains unmatched and my commitment surpasses my love. I hold the same passion, courage, and dedication as Coretta, providing a safe space for my king to feel the trust in my arms. I hold the same strength as Betty, knowing that at any moment I can feel the same pain she felt at her darkest moments. Being able to show mercy to those who slander and disgrace her king. Showing discipline to those who claim to support her king, even when she knows differently. More importantly, never allowing her freedom fighter to lose hope. Keeping the work at the forefront and always honoring her king. There is a difference in a queen when she loves a freedom fighter. He's a different type of king. He needs my strength because the world is going to attack. They are going to want him to fold. I'm here to carry the weight when he feels too much for my freedom fighter. He needs my protection. He needs to feel safe with me and trust that what he says stays between us, never wavering on our, our unity. He needs my analytical thought. He needs to have confidential conversations that are only had between me him and Ole Dumare. He needs my passion for his care, providing food for his mind, body, and soul. He needs my individuality because he knows that it can't be duplicated or forced. So my answer is simple. Can I love a freedom fighter? My king is a messiah and I'm his queen. It's my job to aspire to inspire. Ride or die hits different when you know what kind of king you are honoring. Can I handle it? I'm divinely designed to handle it all for my freedom fighter king, who is a messiah, holding it down and not worrying about the fire around us, but focusing on the fire within us. All right, ladies, you got the floor. You got questions. Samantha has a question. <clears throat> okay. Uh, okay, let me try to phrase this right. <laughs> um, so what if the woman did not initially start out with 
with her king. Maybe he was a baby prince. And she had desires of her heart that during the course of their relationship could span however long it's to span. Um, um, how can I say this? He, he did not evolve to the king of her desire or the king that she aspired him to be. And um, so she feels left out, left, she feels let down because he's, he didn't evolve to that after years and years and years and years of them together. They both started off as baby princess and baby prince. And maybe she evolved to where she thought she was queendom and ready to be, be there for her king. And, and Mother Barika, you said, know what kind of king you are admiring, that this queen has come to a realization that the king that she's trying to admire, that she's trying to love, that she's trying to support is not that, that king. That's my question for the brother. Okay, um, I got your question and I understand your question. Um, first, you have to have patience. Um, you have to have patience um, with your king. Um, your king may not involve right then and there, you know, because like you said earlier that both of y'all started off as prince and princess, you know, so we know that involving, we're not going to evolve on the same level when we supposed to be where we at. So I will say give it patience, but it just depends on how long are you willing to give that person patience to make it work. But it can work if you give it that patience to um let that man evolve to the king that he should be. Sir, if I may. Okay. Um what if this patience you describe takes a decade or two? What if it's taken so long? Well, it depends on how big of loyalty do you have? Do you see um, the value in two um, staying there? If not, then make sure you sit down and have that conversation with your king. Conversations is everything. You you know, we can't go by automatically assuming that, hey, he may be moving this way. You may want him to move this way. But a sit down conversation definitely um, is something to have, even if it's some type of baby steps. As long as he's making baby steps to be that king for you, then ride the, ride the wave on out. So let me throw 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 uh let me throw a loop in here and feel free, brother Terrence, to jump in. So this this queen and waited a decade on that king. So I guess my first question would be, does he understand the expectation um that is being placed on him? And the second question is, um, 
there's a generalization expectation that women have of men that there are two things that that is expected provi- uh, providing and protecting so if he's dropping the ball on the two the the universal two expectations then how reasonable is it for that queen to continue to wait and i am sure that this queen is encouraging along the way. How long how how long is that? So I'm throwing a couple things out there. The first thing I'm gonna throw out there is does he understand the expectation? And the second thing I wanna know is how long is it reasonable for her to wait? Well, from the beginning, um that's definitely a conversation that y'all should have been had in the beginning. So he understands her expectations and what she needs and what she desires. But if he keep fumbling the ball, then that may not be the king for you. Okay, so I'm going to go a little, I'm going to go just a tiny bit deeper because that's just the way my, my brain operates in, in layers. So I'm going to go a little deeper. Uh Real talk, do brothers even understand that expectation? Or are brothers coming to the table with the expectation of just, we go get together, we go see where this goes? Like how much sin is a sister supposed to deal with while he's sin and she has expectations? Well, again, it should go by the conversations that y'all have in the beginning. Um, and then also learn um your partner love language this is something that you know all of us deal with not only the man the woman you know both parties deal with and these are conversations that we should have in the beginning to sit down and have these conversations i have it hard with myself when it comes to uh my love language and trying to figure out a woman's love language i'm not perfect i am a good guy but i'm not perfect so these are the things that I work on on day to day basis. So a man should be working on these things day to day basis, even though we say we have 24 hours in the day. That's quote unquote, say, you know, well, hey, it's supposed to be eight for family, eight for work and eight to rest. But we already know the universe don't work like that because of we can't break down the eight, 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 which is 24 hours um, in the spectrum. So you still have to make time for your mate. Your mate has to make time for you. Okay. Um, so let me just ask the question to the ladies. Are you ladies feeling like you're getting that time? Or are you feeling like that you are getting time after you have did all the groundwork for the time? Like, is the brother spontaneous enough to say, hey, sis, we ain't seen each other, we ain't talked to each other in a few days, we going here, we going to do this, this, that, and the third. Is that happening, ladies? Somebody got to respond to me. Okay. Um, I'm going to say for myself, when you mentioned protecting and providing was the main things that women seek in our king. There's areas in the relationship that is great. And I would say, like, the protection part is, like, on point. I feel very secure in that respect. But it's the other areas that's 
significant, but I can't seem to get where I'm trying to go. So I have a king. I just want the other areas as optimum as that that part as far as security is concerned. Does he understand the assignment? Let me just ask you. And it, it could be some brothers that understand, that hear what you say, but not necessarily understand what it takes to move to that next level. Would you agree, Brother Terrence? I definitely agree on that. Um, you know, as men, we have so many different things go on in our in our mind, our body, our soul. You know, we have so much that we deal with, but we never should neglect our queen and her needs and what she desires. So, yes, you should be able to have those conversations uh, um, with your king about what you need and what you desire. Um, and, and he may not be able to fulfill the things that you need. So you have to ask yourself, OK, do the good outweigh the bad? Is which side of the scale is he on? Is he on this side of the scale to where, all right, I can overlook that. Okay, let me try to figure out something else. Or can I be able to adjust and figure it out? Or do I just leave everything and start over? But it depends so, on it depend it depends on you and what you want and what you need and what you desire. So I'm hesitant to tell a sis that got, if she got a protector, to a degree, he's a provider. To a degree. To to some level of degree, he's a provider. If it is what I'm going to call superficial, and the reason I'm going to call it superficial is uh, when it comes to those uh, principles of love, um, We've all kind of experienced brothers saying that they love you, but we haven't, brothers Brothers still struggle with what being in love is because women are, are, are um, automatically labeled as emotional creatures. And to some degree, I could go along with that. But what I kind of feel like I, I'm hearing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, is principle number two with boredom. Are we giving our relationships some energy and oxygen? And some of what happens is as females, as women in relationships, we hit a burnout point. We hit a burnout point. Um, for example, um, I have a long distance uh, deal. And if I'm the only somebody, hypothetically, if I'm the only somebody that's traveling, and every time we get together, I'm the one that's doing travel. There's never, ever a moment where this brother is traveling to me. At some point, naturally, I'm going to hit that burnout point, and I'm going to go to thinking, well, what, what's really the deal that I got to be the one to pick up and do everything, and you're not making that effort? That's what happens in a sister's head. We go to thinking that we're the only one that's putting that effort out. So at what point is the brother going to does he need to have a conversation does it need to be a conversation to say to the brother well 
look here, but oh, brother. These are the areas where you are super strong at. But when it comes to some of the love language, which I call principles of love, you call it love language. When, when it comes to some of those principles, some of our brothers seem to drop that ball because it doesn't fit within that alpha characteristics. Would you agree or would you go give me something different on that? I'll definitely give you um I can I can agree to some of the things that you're saying um but again it still go back to the conversations that that you all have are y'all willing to meet in the middle point you know like hey I understand that you're going down in the beginning etc cetera, etc cetera, those things you may go down the first time you may go down the second time but if you constantly keep going down now he's has got a custom to you coming down instead of you saying like, well, Hey, let's make this a mutual uh, understanding where I come down this time. You come back to see me the next time, or we just meet in the middle both times. When, when you're looking at those things, when it, when it comes to traveling for your queen or traveling for your King. Now, when you talk about the, when you talk about the providing, um, a man should be able to provide for his one man. He's supposed mm-hmm. he's supposed to he's supposed to protect his domain, as we quote unquote say. If you ever see a male lion, he's gonna always be beside that female lion, even with the kids mm-hmm. growing up. You know what I'm saying? When the kids get grown, he's still gonna he's still gonna be beside him. If he end up meet another female lion. He's going to have two uh, female lions with him, but he's going to make sure that he protect those female lions. He's going to do his job. And so as kings that's supposed to be kings out here, everybody is not a king. You have to remember that. So people taking that title into the wrong concept because everybody is not a king because it looked like a king. It got a king hat on or it dresses like a king, not necessarily saying that's a king. That's probably a king in your eyes because of that's what you picked. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at those things and understand what is the betterment of you, what benefits you. You know, we look at it as people have an agenda. Necessarily, some people have an agenda. Some people don't have an agenda. Some people that's out here wolves in sheep clothing. Some is just actually sheep that's looking for somebody. So we have to understand and sit down and have these conversations um, from the beginning. So when you have these conversations from the beginning, it don't be no misunderstanding. Ladies, you got questions? Not, he said, not, not, oh, sorry. Go ahead, baby. No, he said that we should have these conversations in the beginning. In the beginning, both both parties was probably very young, very inexperienced, didn't know what they know now. So those those needed conversations could not take place based on inexperience of the parties. So I guess So we're we're talking later down the line. Um kinda have grown up in in the relationship together you both have kind of evolved in the relationship together and 
it's it's never too late. It's 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 never too late because committed. I found that people that have those committed relationships that have grown up together, and one party has evolved, and the other party is kind of feeling kind of a little bit stagnant. It 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 takes just a spark to re-energize that, which means it's it's what I call those bottom line conversations. Like it needs to be some conversations that say, "Here's how I'm feeling. Here's what I'm not feeling." And these are the things that I need, but not done in an ultimatum fashion. Would you agree, Brother Terrence? I will. I will agree to that. Um, but I wanted to answer um, Jasmine's question. I wanted to answer her question because she asked a question about um, the love language. If he doesn't know his love language, um, it's a simple you know, we got technology on the phone. Hey, give him, you know, look it up, give it to him and let him ask, let him answer the questions. And so whatever questions that he end up answering, that's pretty much his love language. He may agree to it and he may not agree to it, but that's a start of the conversation right there. Cause his may be acts of services. His may be gifts. His may be worth affirmation. His may be quality time. You know, it just depends on, what he really liked, but I think that would be a definitely a great start if he don't know his love language to put him on, you know what I'm saying? Put him on to that. Um, so he can, you know, get a kind of idea of what he really liked because of so many, so many, um, boys grow up fatherless. Let's be for real with it. They grow up fatherless. And so they have that, woman that's in their life that pretty much don't show them the love and attention and affection that they need to treat or how to treat a woman so that should be a start also as well you know what i'm saying like it's 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 tragic in some parts but then you can also be able to break that ice around that man's heart so he can be your king now what was the question that the other question that you had wanted me to um to answer so let, let's just let's just put it out here. So you're saying, in essence, there are a number of men out here that have no clue about a woman's love language. Yeah, it's a, it's quite a few people that um, it's it's quite a few people that don't know about love language. Um, you know, because we're we as men, and you think about society. Society has evolved and changed. And we look at the rap culture, for example, when you think about rap in the 70s, early 80s, it was real rap music. It meant something. But now when you listen to rap compared to back in the 70s and in in the early 80s, it has changed and it's changed in a different way to now. We as a culture disrespect our own culture. So we look at women differently. So now we look at women differently and, and, and we feel like money is the thing that catches a woman's attention. But that goes back to um, with the love language. It's in our DNA being pushed that money is what catches a woman's attention. It's more than just money that catches a woman's attention. Some women may like, like the physical touch. Some women may like the acts of services. Some women may like the quality of time. Some women may like to so give. How did, I'm sorry, baby. How did money become uh, a part of our repertoire that catches 
uh, attention. Are we being a little bit on the biased side by judging all women as a whole group? Of course. For a few, for for a few sisters that may be out here about their paper. Of course, we um we judge them all. You know what I'm saying? But then also, it goes back to how do a woman presents herself when she come outside if you my woman you are a figure of me so whatever you come outside looking like i'm coming outside looking like you are a figure of me so if i'm out here disrespecting other women how you think i'm disrespecting my woman at the house it's going to be pretty much the same thing so society has put it that way those few bad apples and so by those few bad bad apples that we see on our television shows like BET and those things, because it used to be BET Uncut. We used to have the BET Uncut to where you could look at these things two, three o'clock in the morning and you could see ass and titties everywhere. Excuse my French, but you could see that everywhere. And so now when you're waking up in the morning, you got this in your mind like, well, hey, he just disrespected these women. Let me see. Can I do it? And so when you try and 10 women, one of those women is going to let you disrespect her. So it's like, all right, now you done gave this man self-confidence to disrespect women. So his confidence is built up to where now he thinks that he can disrespect every woman and he should never disrespect no woman. Well, isn't it a also a society uh, expectation? And I'm I'm talking black community. When I talk, I talk black our community. Isn't it an expectation that the sister is to hold that brother down, irregardless of where the brother is? Isn't that an expectation? In our community, we're not putting any parameters or expectations on our brothers, and when we do. The conversations lead to, well, what about what you women do? Well, what about, you know me, I'm, I'm going there. I'm going to go there. Isn't that an expectation for that sister to have to do that? Like, when did it become that expectation? Because if she has the conversation, then it is deemed that uh, something got to be wrong with her or she got an attitude or you're nagging me or you're asking me too much when she's just trying to get her needs met. Isn't that the expectation in our community? Of course, it's an expectation in our community um, due to the lack of not knowing. So by you not knowing, you don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. So by her expectations, it's considered nagging to us. Mm-hmm. But it's not technically nagging. It's just her wanting to sit down and have a conversation like, hey, let's talk about this. Hey, how was your day? You know, how's everything going? You know, how was work? Those things. Who's cooking dinner? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, do 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 you want me to rub your feet for you? Your back? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, can you can you you know what I'm saying? Those things that it should come from conversations in the beginning. But if it don't come mm-hmm. that way and this is what you accepted then it's really it's not a good man responsibility to you know defend you like i look at this as I, I i look at this as example i'm gonna give you this example here so if i pull up to the gas station i see this woman pumping her gas but the guy mm-hmm. on the passenger seat playing on the phone am i mm-hmm. wrong for saying something to her am i right for not saying anything at all 
So those are the things that we have to ask ourselves. You like, hey, what do a woman put up with? Some women like those things. Some women like that. Hey, I want to be the alpha female. I want this man to be the beta male. Mm-hmm. I don't know what women want that. Wait, 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 we ain't saying all. But it's some it's 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 some women that's out there that wanna be in control of the situation, but don't realize that both people have a part into being successful. We look at we look at Oprah and Stedman. We look at Oprah and Stedman, even though we look at Oprah as the breadwinner. But Stedman got money too. But we don't look at Stedman money. We look at Oprah money because of Oprah is the breadwinner. So we automatically assume that Oprah is the one running the shots, calling the shots. But we don't know, but we assume because of she's the breadwinner. So instead of us worrying about other people's house, home, we need to worry about what's going on in our home. We need to stay off of social media. Quit putting everything uh, that we disagree with on social media. We need to quit running to our families and we need to quit running to our single friends asking them for advice. You know what your single friend going to say, but that's your friend. She going to ride with you no matter what. You could be right or wrong, but she's still going to ride with you. He's still going to ride with you no matter what the situation. So I think for us individually, we, we got to have those conversations. We got to have those tough conversations and we have to learn to agree to disagree. That's something that I'm working on. So I ain't ashamed to admit and say that I don't, it don't always go my way when I'm, when I'm having a discussion, but I also have to learn to agree to disagree kiss about it let's go on to the next subject so when you agree to disagree and you kiss about it did you really accomplish anything or did you just pacify that woman for that time and move on i wouldn't necessarily call it pacifying but i will say that once we keyword we once we agree to disagree on it that conversation shouldn't come up no more Okay, so let me say this, this way. Um, How much expectation do black men in our community have that our sisters should be submissive? We have to understand the word submissive. um, And I think that when a black man say the word submissive, we think that to a woman that hey well she need to just buy down to me she need to do whatever i say do no it's not anything it's when you think about the word submissive it don't even add up to what society has told you that word mean we have to understand and break down the true meaning of submissive i use these um i use these elements as an example you have to be able to stimulate a man mind Physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You have to be able to do those things. You can't, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, stimulate his mind physically, but not mentally, not emotionally, or spiritually. You have to be able to do those things. It don't necessarily have to be in that order, but those need to be in the pot to be stirred up in order to understand that man and who he is as a man. 
give an example. I'm going to give an example. Uh, I am a person who has been afforded to have all of those grounding conversations in the beginning because A, long distance forces you to do nothing but communicate. Uh, Communication is all you have when you're long distance. You don't have that right next to you. You don't have that close enough that we can see each other. Like literally got a long distance forces you to plan when you are seeing each other. And when you see each other, you don't want to spend all of your time caught up in having those grounded conversations. So when you're long distance, it forces you to have lots of conversations. So in my from my experience, and I'm I'm just gonna talk about me, it took that man a minute to get to that point where he understand, understood that I am the one that's going to stimulate him mentally, grow with him spiritually, love him unconditionally, protect him devoutly, stay with him faithfully, respect him wholeheartedly, support me unconditionally, and arouse him physically. It took him a minute to get there, and that had a lot to do with past baggage. Now, we never discussed past baggage. And the reason we didn't discuss past baggage, because we literally wrote it out, sent it to each other. We both read each other's past baggage. So we agreed that the mistakes that he listed, she made, his ex made, he listed them for me not to make. Mistakes my ex made. I listed them for him not to make. So I've been afforded to have those conversations. However, it almost took away the spontaneous of us. It almost took that away. Now, he's done some stuff that completely come out of left field, that completely blow my mind. I've done some things that have come out of left field that has blown his mind. However, we've had a lot of trial and error with that. And not everybody is willing to do that. Not everybody. But again, we wasn't looking for that traditional, we're going to be in love and all we got is love. We're going to love each other to the end of time. We understood from the very beginning that we were going to build something. We were about building not only each other and our, what we had as a family unit, but we were about building nation and being an example for other couples. We knew that from the very beginning. So for the way for us to even have our example be out there, we knew that no matter what came up, we were not leaving each other. We were not willing to walk away from each other. So if it was another woman, Okay, we dealt with it and we moved on. If it was another man, we dealt with it and we moved on. Because we agreed very early on that none of the outside issues was going to be the reason that we weren't going to be together. So I'm saying all of that to say, at what point does a sister put that kind of trust into a man? See, I knew very early on that Yep, this was it. And I believe he did too. He just didn't tell me very early on. Like, I think our energy was so matched that we both knew this was it for us. 
and we didn't let outside influence be a factor in in us and i think that's part of how we got so strong because we just it didn't matter what adverse adversity we faced we just kind of dealt with it and moved on and we never stopped trusting and having that loyalty with each other so at what point does a sister get that because just old local ray ray and ray ray looking good and ray ray liked the way she looked and typically, when you see somebody you attracted to, you get together and you call, you tell yourself you having these conversations because you're on the phone and you having these back and forth conversations. But at some point, physical takes over, and when that physical takes over, then there are two very different expectations. Because I will say this: men have the ability, and some of us women do too. But men have the ability to sleep with a sister, and he has zero ties. Some women feel like the minute that he sleeps with her, then that means that we're a couple. All of us don't do that because, you know, it is an act. However, if you are talking about spirituality, you want a woman to grow with you spiritually, then he needs to understand, just like he wants her to know, those are soul ties. So he needs to have, excuse my French ladies, but y'all know I'm going to give it to y'all in the real. He needs to have some dick discipline as opposed to putting it all off on the sister to have the discipline. And that doesn't give him a, a, a go-to card to say, okay, she ain't been to give me nothing so long and let me get out here and do what I do. And then I'm going to come back to the good woman when I get through doing what I do. At what point does the brother have to step up and say, I'm not going to participate in those past habits. Mm, I guess that was or a, am I reaching? Hey, I guess that was a question <laughs> for me. Um, I, I will say this. Um, men yarn women's body. Let me repeat that again. Men yarn women's body. The body. So y'all have to let us in. You knew he wasn't shit, but you allowed him in. He showed you all the red flags, but you knew he wasn't shit, but you still let him in. Women don't women don't come directly to a man. It's really man go to one man, as they quote unquote say. But when you look at the man and understand the man and understand what the man is doing, yes, you have some men that have an agenda of what they're trying to do. If they have zero ties into you, it's no such thing as zero ties into you. He got to have something into you to fill you in order to be inside of you. So if it's time that he's taking to get to know you, if it's money that he's spending on you to get to know you, if it's those conversations, those good morning, boo, good morning, queen, uh, uh, grand rise, queen, those, you know what I'm saying? Those text messages, he's doing something to invest into you, regardless if it's 1%, 2%, 10%, 15%, 17%, or 20 cent. He's investing something into you. It's no such thing as zero. Zero means that he don't want to have anything to do with you, period, with a T. So um, we as individuals have to do better in knowing who's who, what's what, what's wolf and sheep clothing. We have to do our due diligence. 
We have to ask those tough questions. What do you want from me? What do you need from me? But make sure you first ask, what do you want from me? Because if you ask a person what he need from you, he don't know what to say. But if you ask a person, what do he want from you? He's going to tell you nothing. So when he tell you nothing, you already know in its agenda there. If he don't have anything to come back with it. So as us kings, we have to do better on picking our queens. And I always say this, the ratio of women outnumbers the men. So the men have options now. So you and see me. I'm not going to knock a brother for having some options. What I am going to say is this. I, what I will say is this. Um, it's still that it, it's, it's still the responsibility. The expectation is for that sister to do all of the work. And what I'm saying is, is why sis is working. What is bro doing? Because I know some sisters that have been that ride or die and she done waited a long time for this brother and he still ain't got it together yet. He still ain't got there yet. And how much of it is it the sister's job? If you didn't get it, how much of it is it the sister's job? At what point is the brother going to go out here and say, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not meeting I'm not meeting that criteria. Let me go out here and try to do what I need to do to meet that criteria. Why does why does it still go right back to uh, the woman what? and her responsibility to know that he's not he's not for her? Why does that responsibility go back there? Because at at what point, and I'll put it this way, this might be the better way to put it. At what point is a brother gonna be honest? And say, you know what? It y'all outnumber us. I'm not interested in having a monogamous relationship. I am interested in uh, being with three, four, five different women. That's what I'm interested in. At what point does that brother be honest? Because if he give a woman her options. Guess what? That sister gonna stay or she gonna go? Ain't but two, ain't but two things she doing. She either staying or she leaving. So at what point is he gonna be honest about that and say, "Hey, I like variety, and if you're getting with me, I'm gonna have me a couple of chicks on the side. You you gonna be the number one, but I'm gonna have me two, three chicks on the side. At what point is it a brother's responsibility to do that? Well, it, it still goes back to the conversation that y'all had in the beginning. Is she asking those questions? Is he asking those questions? If she's not asking those tough questions, then he's going to automatically assume that you don't care if you don't ask those questions. You're supposed to ask those questions like, hey, um, are you dating anybody? What's your relationship status? You know, and I think we look at the term single. We take that term single as of I can do what I want to do per se compared to like, hey, I'm doing me. The words I'm doing me sounds a whole lot better than the thing of term of using I'm single. So when you say that I'm single, you automatically thinking that a person is not talking to nobody. But then you get mad when you see this person out with somebody else. 
So you have to be able to have those conversations in the beginning to understand where this is going. Some people is around for seasons. Some people is around for long term. Some people there for lifetime. It just depends on what do you want out the situation? What do you need out the situation? What do you desire out the situation? Some people is just meant to be friends. We don't necessarily have to have sex all the time. You know what I'm saying? Some things is meant to be uh, um, friends. I can't think of the name of the movie off the top of my head where um, where it had um, Sanaa Lathan in it and it had um, um, Omar Epps. Mm-hmm. Love and basketball. You get what I'm saying? It's some people just meant to be friends. I think we just, you know, we automatically meet people and think like, hey, this is my soul tie. I don't want no friends. And it comes to those situations. And now you then tainted a, a possibly great friendship that probably could have been to something or probably could have gave you some advice from a man's standpoint of view or from a woman's standpoint of view. The things that I learned, I learned from dealing with different women. Mm -hmm. These are the knowledges that I got from. I learned from different women. Some was younger, some was older. But these are the things that I I have absorbed from women and learning about a woman. What a woman like, what a Mm -hmm. woman don't like. Every woman is different. But you soak in those Mm -hmm. knowledge and you try to find... Um, the woman that's compatible for you. Mm-hmm. And so these are the things that we have to do as individuals. We have to ask these questions from the beginning. I say again, ask these questions from the beginning and to see where a person is at so they don't waste your time. Time is something that we can't get back. Mm-hmm. I understand that you putting 10 years into a person, 20 years into a person, and then you find out this person don't want shit. Now you just didn't waste it 20 years of your life. And, mm-hmm. and and let's look at the dating pool. The dating pool is shit. I'm not finna be, I'm gonna be for real with you. The dating pool is, is, <laughs> is, is shit. It's toxic. Is, you know what I'm saying? Is, is, it's nothing out there. Whatever few people mm-hmm. that is, whatever few people that is, uh, um, single and available shit, they way across on the other side of the world somewhere. Now, how you going to meet your queen or your king and you wave over the other side of the continent. I'm on the East Coast. You on the West Coast. Or I'm on the East Coast. You down South. I'm on the East Coast. You in, you in the Midwest. Or I'm on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You, you up North. So people have to make themselves available. Um, because there's still some good people that's out here. Both men and women. So we can't put everybody into that bad batch. We can't put bad apples in with bad oranges. We damn sure enough can't put... Uh, bad lemons in there with bad pineapple. Mm-hmm. So we have to be able to sit down, have these conversations when you when you meet people. Um, we don't necessarily have to boom. You very first meet a person, boom. Let me take them to my room. Let me see can I have sex with them? Because like I said again, men yarn women body. The woman is the prize. She's the prize. She knows she's the prize. It's all about what he's gonna do. To get that prize. And when he get that prize. What is he going to do to keep that prize? That's all I got to say. Okay. Ladies, any other questions for our brother? 
I said I was going to be nice and I'm just going to keep him an hour so we can finish up. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to be nice. We'll, we'll invite him back. We'll invite him back. Okay, okay. It was a good conversation, Brother Tans. We would definitely invite you back. Um, definitely appreciate that. You got any last remarks, sir? Uh, uh, my my remarks would definitely be, um, you know, stay focused, stay focused on the prize, whatever your prize may be. Um, stay focused on that prize. Um, you know, I'm here for any assistance that you need uh, um, from a man standpoint of view. I don't have no problem with, you know, my research and, and, and those things that I'm doing, um, because these are the things that I do for a living. I just don't just research and go by other people's um, knowledge, what they do. I actually get out here and I actually do my own due diligence research. When I go out here and meet these people, I have to ask these questions. So this is where I'm doing my research from. And I tell people that like, hey, research is nothing but a person's opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, hey, if anybody want to reach me, you know, y'all feel free to reach me on uh, Spotify, Anchor. You know, I'm on Clubhouse uh, um, at the Real Real Talk podcast. Um, I did put my link in in, um, in the chat below. Um, and I definitely appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to speak to y'all ladies. Um, and when y'all have another one, you know, hey, if, if I'm free and available, I don't mind coming on and. And, and spreading my useful knowledge. This is this is what I'm here for. You know, I'm here to um, respect y'all queens and, and and give y'all queens honesty from my standpoint of view. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate Thank you. you. Enjoy the rest of y'all evening. Good luck with y'all. Good luck with y'all. Shooting where I be Cause you take the bullet trying to save me Then I'm left to do what making you bleed And that's a whole lot of love ain't trying to waste it Like we be running them out and never make it That's just too bitter for words, don't wanna taste it That's just too bitter for words, don't wanna face it
big man. 